Welcome to Cloudlandia. Mr. Sullivan. I think we have different internet systems for the different houses. So, hold on. So, you got to find the right one. Which house are you in today? I recognize that view. It's 35. This was the first. This was the first one. It was the very first house, 1993. Yeah. Okay. It said it could not be joined, but uh, obviously we're joined. <laughs> yeah. This is the best it's going to be. You may be joined to the one next door. Yeah. Okay. It's just, it's a little intermittent, yeah. but it should be fine. Okay. Can you give me another three minutes? I'll go to the next house. Of course, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. We have lots of time. Yeah, of course. Okay, good. Hold on. Then I'll jump over to the next jump over. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'll be right here. Let's see. There we are. Well, now that looks much more familiar. Yeah. Anyway, so here we here here we are, and that was a nice little. Uh, I thought our opening, for those of you, we won't be we won't necessarily have recorded that, but just to let everybody know, first of all, welcome to Cloudlandia, but secondly, I had flown from Chicago to Toronto yesterday, halfway, discovering I'd left my briefcase there and. Uh, my cell phone was in it, and my cell phone is extraordinarily valuable for two reasons, because I have a device called Happy, which is a mood regulator created by Scott Donaldson, and uh, won't go into that right now. But the other reason I use my cell phone is because that's the device that I use, the advanced technology that I use to have podcasts with Dean Jackson. And... Besides calling the guy who cuts my hair and my limousine company, I have no other uses for the, the cell phone. <laughs> That's the best. I love that. But, I, but being deprived of a first-class technology, I had to resort to a landline. Oh, I, man, I know. A landline. Surprising you still have one. It's yeah, so it's funny. Well, it's like, we, it was, I used to have uh, three I had three landlines in my house. We're down to one now, but I mean, remember you used to have a fact. You had used to have a dedicated fax line, and then you'd have a, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of like you know, in the first ten years when we were on the farm, and or first five years when we were on the farm, we had a refrigerator. We still kept the ice box. Yeah, isn't that funny? Because you never knew. You know? hold on. Yeah, we still yeah, got. You just never knew. It's like, you know, you, I wonder how long people kept their horses after they got their cars. Mm -hmm. A long time. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, how was your first? This was really. First month, really, because. First month, really, of back to, back to workshops. Yeah. So five work, six workshops and uh, a couple observations. Number one, it's changed radically. There's a real difference to. There's a real difference in the entrepreneurs coming back after the two years. Okay, and it's very noticeable. And that is that the commitment level is way higher. The appreciation level is way, um, way higher. And the other thing is that we have trained ourselves very deeply and broadly to actually economize our coaching model for the purpose of Zoom because you can't fool around on Zoom. You can't have dead space. You can't have, right. you know, and so we had become very tight, you know, in terms of how we delivered the yeah. material. So what I thought, because I now have eight hours for the in-person workshop and the Zoom yeah. with six, that I said, I'm going to stick with the six-hour discipline as far as delivering the content, but I'm just going to leave the other two hours for free-form discussion. Uh -huh. and, it's, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, nice. it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, because I've noticed that. In, you've been experimenting with that in FreeZone for a while. It feels like that we've had some the free-form discussions where we don't know where it's going to 
Well, I, I did one and I didn't even have any thinking tools. I just asked three questions. Yeah, so, yeah, I remember. And we, and we went for six hours. We, we went for six hours. And about the beginning of the sixth hour, one of my team members came up to me. She said, are you going to have time to do the tools? And I said, oh, no, that was, that, that opportunity was gone long ago. Right, right. <laughs> so, so anyway, you know, but it's good to have this structure. And, and so I had a 10 times, so I had five, 10 times, and then I had one free zone and it was great. Yeah. So now um, did you lose your uh, briefcase with the phone or did you? No, no, it's at home. It's oh, at home. I just left it at your house. Yeah. So no experience transformer necessary. No, I'm out, I'm out of travel. You yeah. Know, I'm out of problem. travel discipline, you know, right. uh, yeah, I mean, I'm all at loose ends with this yeah, yeah. travel business. <laughs> that's oh, that's funny. Wow. Well, I mean, it's yeah. What a world now. Did you notice that people are more? I don't know what the right word is. What's the word for being, you know, back to something that we're kind of we used to take for granted? A little like riding a bike, kind of getting back into the the regular workshop kind of modes for people. No, I don't think so. No, I think that they're, you know, I mean, I would say that 90% of the people who have come back also were there with us for Zoom. So they had, you know, say it, they had also gotten used to things being like this. Yeah, I and wondered what was the ratio of people who just decided to bow out for 20, 20, 20% were people who just said, I'm not in the Zoom. Let me know when you come back and I'll come back. Yeah, we're going to have a big, we're going to have a big, we're going to have a big deluge. In the fall, yeah. No, right now. Oh, I mean, now. It'll start now because Toronto eliminates all mask requirements yeah. on tomorrow. Tomorrow is the last, okay. tomorrow is the last day. Yeah. And don't have to show up. about travel too, April? I heard that like April 18th or something is going to be the last. Uh, on the airlines yeah yeah <clears throat> so anyway and then fauci came out yesterday and he said we may have to go back to lockdowns and i said well you'll be doing it on your own dr fauci <laughs> oh right right yeah yeah and as a matter of fact you can just lock yourself down for the rest of your life as far as right. we're concerned <laughs> can you imagine i mean that's well i successfully timed the bottom of the uh trough again to get a live event in next week so we'll have you know live there. yeah i think uh gary claben is joining you again he i think this yeah, gary's is coming third time his third time i think yeah, yeah. yeah. and derek lobo yeah yeah, yeah. good yeah we always i always love having i love gary's a great uh he's this format is really good for him and yeah. it'll be the first one for derek but i think he's been emailing back and forth and going through all the exercises and stuff ahead of time and he's it really fits with the way he thinks which is good so <clears throat> Gary, gary's a great guy because yeah. he hates doing the forums yeah. like the forums now there's two types of people who hate the forums they hate the forums and they don't do them and harry gary hates them and he's always the first one done he just goes yeah <laughs> and I said, boy, you really do it fast. He says, I have to because I hate them so much. <laughs> Plug your nose and eat your vegetables quick. Right, exactly. Get it out of the way. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. So um, so anyway, yeah, I mean, it's, it's an interesting period. And I, I have a feeling that its total impact these last two years will only be realized probably over the next 10 years. There, yeah. I, I think there's going to be a lot of studies just... 360 degrees, what happened, yeah. that changed before and after. I think there'll be, there'll be some mass, it'll be like the Great Depression or, you know, the Second World War or something like that. It'll be that type of analysis that they'll yeah. do. Yeah. I heard a, some words, Dan, that I wanted to kind of maybe have a conversation about because it dovetailed with some of the things you were talking about at the end of the last conversation we had. But I found out, I was reading about ByteDance, the company that is the holding company that owns TikTok. And the, all the company, all the apps and all the things that they, that they own. And they, the word that I heard was, let me get it right, is a 
shared services platform. They look at themselves as an SSP where ByteDance itself has all of the technology capability. If we're, I was overlaying it with our VCR formula that they are, I would look at those shared services platform as allowing their companies access to all of their VCR capabilities, all of their things, specifically how they would assist or help that one app. Because mm-hmm. some app may need, may benefit by having reach of another one of their shared. So that, that becomes a shared service of being part of the ByteDance uh, yeah. platform. And I thought about it as you were, because you've always talked about the free zone economy, mm-hmm. right? Of we, you know, we've been measuring the impact yeah. of the free zone economy. And I imagined it as if we're thinking of, you know, both privately as companies being and developing these shared services platforms as a strategy, mm-hmm. but also on a meta, not meta meaning the metaverse, but on a meta level, one layer up that being part of a free zone community of companies, mm-hmm. entrepreneurs that are operating as a shared services platform mm-hmm. um, as an opportunity. That's really, I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, we've got some really, I mean, TikTok's really big and, mm-hmm. uh, but you have two or three others that like think about the Swift banking system where yeah. the Russians got thrown out a couple of weeks ago. And it's 11,000 banks. And actually, nobody owns the platform. Nobody owns the platform. It's just a collaborative mm-hmm. platform. And that certainly seems like shared services. And it speeds up the completion of transactions where it involves a number of banks being being involved. So that's one. The other one is, I think AWS seems to have based right. on AWS, certainly yeah. Amazon's uh, web services. Mm-hmm. And the other one uh, is the cables that go under the ocean for the major companies like Facebook and, and you know, obviously Google and others. And they have uh, surplus in the cables. And if anything goes wrong with one of their cables, they can move over and use one of the other one of the other cables. Okay, so it's a thinking of the bigger game. In other words, right. they're 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 making service bites their cable or something, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, and they must be hard to find. I mean, well, first of all, they're a long way down. You, yeah. yeah. You know, they must settle in under the sand. I think the casual swimmer couldn't do anything to just right, right, right. Anyway, but my sense is that this is the coming trend more and more. You know, anywhere where you have capacity beyond what your present needs and make it available to other people, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that you know, I was just I did a this is F.A. Hayek, economist from the 40s and 50s, quite famous. And he is, he has a book called The Fatal Conceit, which has a particular meaning uh, relationship that that a few people can run everything. And it's a fatal conceit because 99 percent of what happens every day in you know, just the world, people getting up and, you know, working with each other. 99% of that activity is totally not detectable, nor could it be described. It just happens. Okay. And he said that capitalism, the unfortunate part of capitalism is that it was named by its enemies. Right. And uh, so he says capitalism isn't really about capital, it's just the byproduct that gets thrown off it. It creates so much economic activity that a lot of capital gets thrown off as a po- extremely positive by- byproduct, and then that byproduct is used to enhance. It comes back and enhances um, yes. the, o- the overall system and enhances people's participation. And he says, but capitalism is actually an ever-expanding system of increasing trust and cooperation among strangers. Yes. So just use Doc, Mr. Beast and his Beast, Beast Burger. 
He basically made something, he made something based on trust and cooperation mm -hmm. that allows 1,600 restaurants to date to actually enhance their menus and vastly expand their interested customers who would come to their restaurants. You know, it's capitalism. Yeah. I watched the interview, by the way. How did you like that? Oh, yeah. He's a smart guy. He, well, he's kind of charming, too. He's just, how can you, how could you not like the guy, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's just, he says, man, you th you're surprised. I'm surprised. Exactly. But, but then he readily says, too, this is the result of, I've just been. I've been at this since I was 11. I've been at this. super obsessed on one thing yeah. my entire life. 12 years, 12 years yeah. I've been at that. I've been doing this uh, now long, longer for a yeah. longer period than my age when I started, you know, That's exactly right. more than half my life I've been doing yes. this. I'm 23. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly right. And so you think, I just thought you would really uh, enjoy that. What I really, I got a lot out of because it completely dovetailed with my ideas versus execution yep. uh, model of him talking about the value of the, ideas especially when you're going to 10x that's really yeah it's not 10x isn't about the execution it's about the ideas mm -hmm. executing the right ideas yeah. yeah yeah well it also you know i'm really going deeper in expanding my concept of shortcuts programs and platform okay and that was, uh, that was where we left off last time last time yeah and i wrote i thought i wrote those down I don't have the piece of paper. I wrote them on right now. Shortcuts, platforms. Shortcuts, programs, and platform, uh -huh. okay, in relationship to, you know. And so my for the use of my clients, I said everything that you're doing as an entrepreneur is your platform, okay? Mm -hmm. But you have various offerings to various groups, so those would be your programs. I got it. And you're in in increasingly enhancing both your both your programs and your platform with new shortcuts. I like so that. the way you think about it, your the one way to look at it is that your platform is a big kettle, okay, and inside of it is delicious soup, and that's your programs, and underneath it is firewood, and the, those are your shortcuts, and it's just cold soup unless you keep creating new shortcuts. I see. Okay. Keep That's, stirring. Keep stirring. Yeah. Well, keep adding, you know, you have to keep the fire going, you know, you have to keep the fire going. And that's just a, a way to understand it, that your platform is a container for everything that you do. Okay. But what feeds it is new, entirely new ideas of doing things faster, easier, cheaper, and bigger, you know, which is your VCR model. Yeah. And it's been a big hit. It's been a big hit uh, as I've learned how to talk about it. It's the first thing that we do in 10 times, and I give it two and a half hours. We go two and a half hours with it. And it's really great. And people, you know, people just ask questions. And I say, well, tell me how you, what your business is. And I said, okay, let's go through and organize your business about what's your platform, what are your programs, and what are your short shortcuts, you know. And they actually... The way I do it is I just have them brainstorm right off the bat of the most important improvements they've made to their business over the last three years. And then I give them three columns with three boxes each. And I said, okay, so let's take your improvements and sort them out. Which of the improvements would be shortcut improvements, which would be program improvements, and which would be platform improvements? You know, So an example for us is last year... I created 40 new thinking tools for the free zone and 10 times program. So those are shortcuts. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then we are bringing on four new 10 times coaches who will succeed me after this year. And that's program improvement because it was a huge improvement. And the other thing is we're creating the new lifetime extender series program. So that's a program improvement. And then the platform is just the the impact of Zoom 
taking strategic coach right. worldwide. I mean, it's the signature. Also, program. Not just live workshops in Toronto, Chicago. Yeah, the signature program, but we've the platform has acquired a massive new capability, massive new reach. You know, so anyway, and everybody kind of gets it. And I said, and I said, look, if you get an eighty percent feel for it, and when we're finished, are you clear about how to think about? your business going forward, and if you were to go 10 times or 100 times, could you see that you might keep this three-way three way of looking at it? You know, you wouldn't look at it. Even though you were 10 times bigger, it didn't get any more difficult to... And I think that's the central problem. We're all in the complexity business. You know, yeah. I mean, we're in the business of making other people's complexity into simplicity, but we can't do that if we ourselves are getting complexified. We need shortcuts. We need shortcuts. (laughs) Who doesn't want shortcuts, Dan? Shortcuts are, you know, you'd be a fool to disregard shortcuts. Yeah. Well, I was thinking I read this great book. It's called The Information by James Gleig. It's just phenomenal. But he said, you know, it was only 700 BC that someone figured out how to create language, written language and spoken language, mainly written language, in an alphabet of one side or another. Okay, so, and there were a number of alphabets. There's the Cyrillic alphabet, you know, Russia, Ukraine, and there's the Greek alphabet, you know, which is different. And then the Roman alphabet, you know, the Roman and the Romans kind of, you know, because they had a big empire and they could enforce it, that became, and then that gradually transmuted eventually into the various European languages. And English is the big one. English has just taken off like a rocket. And he said, but before that, you had to memorize cuneiforms like in Egypt or the ideograms in China or yeah, Japan. Japan. And they have yeah. 10,000 of them. And, right. you're, and you're not a literate person until you've memorized. Yeah. And they don't have any sound. They don't really have any. You can't put these together, you know, in easy language. He said that was an amazing shortcut. And the other one was the mathematical one of just nine numbers plus zero and you can do you can take over the world with nine numbers and a zero i just had a that was yeah really interesting reading about the chinese or japanese one of them had actually invented movable type hundreds of years before gutenberg but it was too cumbersome because there were so many different uh, they had ten thousand for formal mandarin chinese or the you know, sort of the imperial Chinese yeah. had done that. I mean, <laughs> too many to make it work, right? It was fa- faster with a brush. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's scanning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, and then you make a mistake. You're on page 20 and you realize you made a mis- mistake on page two, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So humanity is really about, it's a, it's a shortcutting species. Yes. We're sure. Well, now you look at the whole, all the, when you look at, it was difficult, even in the last 10 years, because we've been around Peter Diamandis now for 10, 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. And our 10th one. And the one coming up is number 10. Exactly. So, you know, when you look at that, that, I think that things were, definitely in the tail end of 100% being digitized and just everything was a lot of disruption. I think we've gone through that phase and now we're definitely in the stage where everything is being demonetized and democratized in that level, right? The big things. It's kind of like what we had talked about that almost like the way I'm positioning it and imagining it is it feels like we're entering into warp drive <laughs> 1950. No, I think either warp drive or because I don't think it's going to be warp drive in continued evolution of new technology per se, as it's going to be. We've reached the new technology is here and it's going to be a period like 
electricity. Like maybe. 1950 to 1980. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that period where 30 years of just people using the the platforms that have been established. Like I think if we were to say in 1950, the platform would be television broadcasting yep. would be one. We would say radio broadcasting would be another. Well, the other technology, the other technology in the States, if, and you really, you know, technologies are a thing that enable people, but was the coast to coast interstate highway system in the United States. Yeah. It, it, all of a sudden you had a, you could and leave. That was, you could leave. That was in the 50s, right? Yeah. Yeah, started in late forties and yeah. is, is still going. I mean, yeah. it, it's a never-ending project. Yeah, but it means that you could go theoretically. You would you could go from Portland, Maine, on the east to Portland, Oregon, on the west, yeah. without ever leaving a super elevated, you know, four-lane highway. Right, you know? which and, meant that it was on its way. That was already there wasn't yeah. really yeah. that had one. Te- television was probably the. Television was probably yeah. the big one. And then yeah. television, you know, television became used to visualize everything. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah I remember I, I put 1974. I did a thing back in the 80s. It was called The Great Crossover. And I was talking about the crossover f- from the micro microchip as the organizing structure to the large bureaucracy as the organizing structure. So my thesis was that a large bureaucracy, and I used General Motors Mm -hmm. in the 50s, which was the the heyday, the 50s was the heyday for the big car makers in the United States. And then the foreign cars started coming in the 1960s, you know, so that, but their heyday, GM in Detroit had 21 levels of management before between the CEO and the shop floor. The 21. 21. And I said, you know, you know, and humans are just terrible at passing on information accurately. I mean, we're just the worst, if you yeah. think like, we either telephone, the game of telegraph or telephone or whatever. Yeah. We either distort the meaning or we forget some of the words or we change the meaning as we pass it on. And we're not trying to do that deliberately. It's just that our brains aren't real good at reproducing accurate information. I mean right. and maybe some people are doing it purposely, you know. I don't really know about that. And so, but if you think of GM uh, in itself with all of its human integrated circuits, it was just a, an attempt to create a microchip, you know, it was an attempt to create, you know, but you know, it it couldn't stand up to an actual microchip. So my thesis was that everything based on these big pyramids was going to have trouble. They were going to start having breakdowns and complexities and complications and conflicts inside of them and smaller units and even individuals armed with microchip technologies would become much more alert, curious, responsive, resourceful, and they could do things faster, easier, cheaper, and bigger, you know, and they, you and there's an interesting thing who pointed this out. I think it was Matt Ridley in the rational optimist, but he said in, in 1990, the average number of people in an incorporated enter, enterprise, so all incorporate, incorporated entities in the United States, was average of 24 people per corporation. Okay. And in, in 2015, it was 12 people for, so the number of people wow. uh, had dropped, but the, the power of those 12 equipped with micro technology was probably 10 times what the 24 person was, you know, and that's not anything special. That just, I mean, that's just what would happen. Yeah. But that's really interesting that when you look at now what we've come to, and if you look at these shared service platforms, Mm -hmm. like you mentioned AWS, that for any company, there's no company that needs to invest in that layer of 
anything. They're instant access to just the right amount of scale, just the right amount of capacity that they need uh, with no investment in. Uh, yeah, and I, you know, here at Coach, we've taken advantage of two of the big platforms over the last two years, Amazon for our books. You know, Amazon is just, you know, just really a great medium. And then Audible, Audible, uh, Audible has helped us. And then the Zoom, Zoom has just mm-hmm. been wonderful. And during that time, we've really brought in Salesforce and all of our top to bottom now. It took us about three and a half years to get it through the entire organization. You know, so the Salesforce, the program that eats your company. <laughs> My bad, right. Well, yeah. no- but, but we can see now as people are used to it and they're all collaborating with each other. And I mean, it's infinitely better. Mm-hmm. To have access to everything, all the, but you have yeah. to fully adapt. You have to, you have to fully commit to it to make that happen. Yeah. 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 But we were taking a look at 10, 20 years and we had maxed, yeah. we, we had a Jerry built, you know, our own, you know, it was a, a patch here, a patch there. And we had put various capabilities together. Yeah. But we maxed out, you know, we maxed out when we hit 2,000 clients, you know. And that, after that, you were just having break breakdowns and conflicts and everything mm-hmm. else. We, so, yeah. yeah, so we converted to the big religion. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, if, I mean, if I, so if we were looking again back at the, you know, this comparison between, you know, 1952 and 19... 19- or 2022, the, you know, the, the, I feels like we're at the starting line. Yeah. Where the plot, the avail, if you just like put the blinders on of everything that's happened in the past and you come to where we are right now, that if you're coming, you're emigrating to Cloudlandia, welcome to Cloudlandia. Here's what you get. Here's what you have access to is really. Yeah. Yeah, and I floated a thought during the last three or four months. I said, maybe the virus was incidental to the lockdown. And I, and I said, what if it was just a global thing? Okay, let's slow things down now and let's start using the stuff that we have. You know, yeah. was, you know because I, I, almost everybody I talked to maximized the technology that they already had. Mm-hmm. They didn't bring in new technology. I, I don't know what technology sales were like over the last last two years. Right. But I think it, uh, if it the sales were great, if the sales were great, it was existing technology. It wasn't new tech. So it goes along with your your thesis that now we're. I mean, <laughs> who uses all the capabilities on their cell phone? Well, that's what I mean. Is that's where we are? Here's where we are. You get your phone. And you've got on that phone, instead of NBC, CBS, and ABC, you've got Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. You've got the, those are the the distributors of the you know the networks kind of thing distributing the info. Yeah, and, and then the millions of really useful, talented human beings, or even. Yeah even websites or applications that other people have yeah, and you're doing it. And I think the, if you don't get a handle on that in your mind, you feel, you know, you feel that somehow the world has just passed you by because you have a feeling that all sorts of great things are going on. But unlike previous, unlike previous breakthroughs going back to 1950, as your example, it was very visible what was happening. It was very visible. It's not visible today what's happening. Yeah, it's not. I mean, you look at these, I'm calculating out right now, just on my things that, that divided by 365. So I was just calculating out how the depth of what this stuff is being used, even just on YouTube as an example. And I may have shared this with you, but there's 300,000 hours a day of new videos being uploaded to YouTube. 300,000. 300,000 hours a day, which means 
that if you were just to stop and just to so it's about eight hundred of oh that's a day that's a day a, a day. day yeah yeah and that, so it would take you that's there that's a lot in a year that would take you light years four years no you're into light years now yeah. <laughs> but it would take you thirty thirty four years just for so today just for yeah. today <laughs> yeah well. If missing stuff puts you in the gap, you're really in the gap. <laughs> well, and exactly. But that shows you the importance of what, what Mr. Beast was saying. Oh, yeah. The having something that he's got a trusted brand that when he puts out a video, he's got reach that is, he's a, he's the real deal on that. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. And it was really less is more kind of was part of what he was saying that it'd be easier to easier to get because the seeing how the system works is that the YouTube and the system and the algorithms for all of these platforms are agnostic. They don't care what somebody's physically watching. It's either that their attention, the crown jewel of everything that we're looking for, the crown jewel is the attention of those eyeballs looking at YouTube right now, they don't care what people Mm -hmm. are watching. And so as long if it's, if every time they send your content through people watch it, then you're going to have an advantage. You're going to be shown because you're proven that people will watch your stuff. Rob Deerdeck right now, former skateboarder and turned, you know, TV executive now has over 60% of the programming on MTV is Rob Deerdeck programming. He's got a, a particular show called ridiculousness, which is like a America's funniest videos kind of show, except it's all testosterone and frat related kind of humor people crashing on skateboards and doing having accidents, all these things. Man. Boys, yeah, testosterone <laughs> and alcohol fueled stuff, right? Yes, that's it. Not a lot. So, of- so funny uh, when you get close to the beaches as you're coming out on the yeah. gardener, and uh, yeah. and then you get on Lakeshore Drive, and then you come. Yeah. There's a, a series of parks yes. on the left, and the you know Lake yes. Lakeside parks on the other. But one of them, they put a skateboard. They put in a complete. Oh, yeah. Skateboard, and uh, it was just concrete. Now it's all graffiti, like every square inch is graffiti. Yeah. But you'll come by on a summer day, and it's really crowded. There might be a hundred teenagers, mostly teenagers there, and uh, it's fifty-fifty. It's fifty boys skating and fifty yeah. girls watching. Fifty girls watching. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but that that ends up they show. They, they show it almost on a constant loop on MTV because they can put it on at any time and it draws eyeballs. Yeah, and people are like, come on, they stay for people, hours. Some of it's just, yeah, but what's he do? What uh, MTV, I mean, uh, that's the originally the music. They never show music. No, they never show music. Right. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> Isn't that funny now? Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. Well, it was an available, underused, underused yeah. capability. It was a underused capability. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. It's, re- it's really interesting when a country more or less decides that it wants to disconnect from the world system, which I think the Russians have kind of done. I mean, I don't think that they thought that the response would be as swift as it was, you know. I mean, it was like, whoa. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, it, it yeah. cascaded over about a five-day period. And even the Swiss did it, you know. I mean, even the Swiss. I mean, the Swiss are the neutral country of the planet. And they even cut it off. And part of the reason is that the Swiss don't have any secrets now in their banking system. Right. As the U.S. said, the U.S. government said that if they did, then none of the Swiss banks could communicate with the American banks. Right. Okay. So, you know, that's not worth it. It's, not, it's probably not worth it for them. But even they came out and said, no, I throw these banks out. And yeah. 
Yeah, and no, they can't get the money that they have with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Found money in our vaults. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so the, uh, what do you, I mean, I can see how we're doing very definitely some of the things that, you know, that Mr. Beast is talking about and, mm-hmm. you know, the VCR model. I mean, we're very def- definitely resonant in many what I, what I've done it's an ex, it's for the June workshops. I put together ten ways that Zoom is multiplying us in the world. Ten different ways that use the use of Zoom does. And I said, you know, if you gradually got rid of the activities in your company that weren't Zoom enabled, You'd really, you'd really multiply really fast, and you connected all the Zoom activities. In other words, all your teamwork was reconfigured to maximize Zoom. Yes. I bet we'd go 10 times. I bet you would, too, because just even the inefficiency of any other method of more than one person meeting is, you know, it's a lot faster to walk through this door and be anywhere in the world right here with your, you know, you've got this, your rectangle here is kind of a branded, you know, that that's what I'm comfortable seeing you. This is your and my penthouse studio here, you know. Right. I got art on the wall. People say, what's that art? And I said, you know, it's it's art, you know. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that feels like it's the right, uh, that's a good environment for uh, for you. Uh, But the fact that you literally, you know, could walk right next door, and be there mm-hmm. and have any number of people along with it. Yeah. It's definitely, it's, a, yeah. it's changed and people are not. They're not adjusting to it. Uh, there was a series, Downton Abbey became very famous, but about th- 25, 30 years before Downton Abbey, there was a blockbuster uh, British TV show called Upstairs, Downstairs. Uh-huh. Okay. And it was the same thing. It was, you know, it was, I'm sure it had a great influence on Downton Abbey. But there was one episode when the telephone was brought into the wealthy people's house. Okay. And it was, interestingly enough, it was put in the servants' quarters. It wasn't put in any of the upstairs. upstairs. And But it was interesting. Only one person could answer the phone, and it was the butler. Okay. Because in the house, the only person who could open the door when there were guests coming was the butler. You know, you couldn't have you couldn't have another servant the representative to the. Yeah, yeah. he was re- he was representative. Keeper, right? Yeah, yeah he, he represented both your, your arrival. Yeah. He represented both downstairs and upstairs. He was the master of downstairs, and he was the main servant of upstairs. So he was that. So anyway, the phone rings, and they all shout, Mr. Hudson, the phone. And he says, just a minute. And he goes, and he puts on his coat, and he looks. In the <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what's happening with Zoom right now. Yes, right. Yeah. Yeah, there's another story that's uh, an even, even earlier breakthrough, which was Gutenberg with printing press. Okay. So the story, and uh, I don't know if there's any truth to it, but it's a great story. And was that a bishop heard about Gutenberg's um, invention, and he sent him a pile of written sermons that he had created over the years, and he asked to have a book made out of his sermons, so about a hundred sermons, you know, a couple pages each. And anyway, he it took and Gutenberg gave him an incredible deal because the bishop had influence not only in his you know, in his realm, and he was known by, you know, people who are well-to-do people, but also he had influence within the ranks of the churches, of the church, you know, all the different places. So he gave him a really good deal, and he printed a 100 copies, and he had them shipped over and waited, you know, to see, you know, what the response was from the bishop, and he waited. It was a week, and then it was a month, and it was like 90 days. And he finally, he started inquiring among the staff and servants of the bishop. He said, uh, does he like it? And he says, he hasn't finished proofreading all 100 copies yet. Oh, my goodness. That... 
He's still proofreading. Oh my goodness. So he hadn't really so that yeah. he hadn't really gotten that. Yes. Exactly. This isn't a difference. This isn't a difference of degree. This is a difference of kind. Yeah. And I think that's the big thing. A lot of people are adjusting to the difference of degree. Yeah. But they're not they're not responding to yeah. the difference of kind. Yeah. I remember Stephen, you know, it wasn't too long ago, Dan. I remember when one of the first things I did online was I created a book called Stop Your Divorce, which I know you're aware of. Yeah. Homer. We a, yeah, we sold five million dollars worth of that one book. It was one of the first kind of ebooks, you know, being sold online like that. In that was the cutting edge thing. All the right at the beginning of these capabilities being available. Like I came from an analog world mm-hmm. where if you wanted to get a hundred pages of something to give to you, you would have to go physically print out. You'd have to have a hundred physical pages of something mm-hmm. to give to you, which a book had real value, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember being amazed that you could download a hundred page document, a PDF. This is when PDFs were first getting started. That was, even though it would take a long time, you know, because it was dial up and wherever you would take you a while to download. Right, and fax, and fax is the same thing, you know. The, but a the, fax was still physically physical, physical paper physical. that you were doing, right? Yeah. The fact that you could get this and read it just on your computer, computer as a document, that was really like new. And I was amazed by that. And it just was so, I was so giddy about the idea that, I could sell something that was not even selling the thing. It was selling a picture of a thing really is what it was, right? Like like kind of what the way people are thinking about NFTs now, that that it was really that you're buying, you're paying $79 for a file, a picture of something that there's no less of it for me to continue to sell. I don't have any diminishing inventory of it. Yeah, all the cost is in the first one. Yeah. There's no cost in one through nine, you know, two two through a hundred. There's a minimum, there's minimum cost. Yeah. 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 Uh, The only cost is getting somebody to buy it. Yeah. Uh, And that was then, now we had access to where I could get in front of people who are actively searching for divorce related keywords, where there was a, a search engine called GoTo dot com, which was yep. the pioneer of the pay-per-click search engine world, which then quickly took off that Yahoo was actually the the leader ahead of this before Google was. Yep. Yahoo had overture and then and then Google started out with their <clears throat> AdWords program early two thousands. And that was the thing that that was the rocket fuel. As soon as Google got in the game, that rocketed the whole. Yeah, and there, there, you know, the big transition to go back to an earlier comment that you made, eyeballs and attention. That what it's allowed the most successful companies to do is to lower their costs almost to free. You know, they've lowered the cost of what they're doing to free. And people are saying, well, the product is uh, product is free. And actually, the product is very expensive because you're the product. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you don't yeah. realize that the free thing they've g- given you has captured you. And in capturing you, you have become the product that the company is actually selling to other companies. Right. <laughs> yes, true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Zoom, Zoom right now, uh, we're the product. You and I are the product. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's ridiculously free. But the whole point is that we're where the model breaks down. We're not at the receiving end. We're at the creating end. What you and I are doing is actually creating. So I think in some ways, Zoom is really ahead, is really ahead, you know, uh, of what they do. And my feeling is that the big increase in Zoom that happened within a six month period in 2020, 10 million to 500 million, which, you know, 
<clears throat> I don't know anybody who seems to think that's a big deal, but I happen to think it's a big deal. Absolutely. You know, and my sense is that economy, which nobody, which you can't be seen, you know, in the outside world. And I think the reason it's not being reported on is that it's invisible. Is that is the single most productive economy in the world right now? The five hundred, you know, the five hundred mil million users of Zoom. It, which is one sixteenth of the global economy. That's by far, by a factor of maybe five times, it's the most productive and creative economy on the world. In the world, uh, do you think that's where we're going to land, or do you think that there's a an up and comer who's going to take over? Uh, Zoom? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, who knows? You know, where we're going to land. It's, it's, it doesn't matter whether it's Zoom or another. Zoom yeah. or Zoom or whatever, yeah. it can't yeah. be more. It can't be much more perfect than what this is, right? Now. Yeah, yeah. You know, like people say, yeah, but how much better if you yeah. were actually in the same room with Dean? Yeah. And I said, well, I don't know if Dean would like it, and I don't know if I would like it. You right. know, basically, it's good enough. You know, I think that good enough rules the world. Actually, yes, eighty percent <laughs> approach. Yeah. That's good enough. That's yeah. good enough. You know, I mean, do you want it any better? I mean, why do you want it better? You know, right. I mean, yeah, I mean what? Yeah, I, I think it's a fringe element that wants to live in this immersive world, you know, the immersive world. And you the know. thing that I can see, Dan, and we've talked about it before, like this is not unlike, like normally for our listeners won't know that we're doing, we are, we're actually recording this by Zoom today, so we're looking at each other. Normally, we record just on the phone. I like and this. Did you like this? I do like it. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we continue doing this? We could absolutely. You I'm know, you, yeah. You know why? You know why? I bet because if I send out just the audio recording to yeah. my client base, I don't think that. Uh, I would get that much of a response. But if I sent this out to my client base, I think there would be a big response. Okay. Yeah. So I think it's great. You okay. know, I, I really liked it. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was hoping you wouldn't like the landline. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind these whole things. You know, this is the, again, I'm, that's the whole reason. That was the whole reason behind my, you know, dial talk done. Yeah. Uh, idea of getting everybody's got the iphone this is, yeah but this is dial talk done yeah, yeah. exactly same yeah. thing yeah talk done as long as you record as long as you record yeah, yeah that's the thing as long as we capture the oral output yeah the new yeah. method is in intact multiplied oral output so yeah part of the thing that i do like about this is this has that this has more of a table 10 feel to it because yeah. for i i really i miss that more than anything i miss our you know our lunches at jocks and select see the black product. line that separates our two screens there's yeah. a that's table 10 that, yeah that, that's exactly that, right that black line that black line is table 10 yeah. and that's what i mean about I, I see a future for this, Dan, yeah. where more than more than putting on helmet or putting anything on our heads, I see a bigger plane window in yeah. front of us that is higher and higher depth of resolution that will feel more. Like mm -hmm. almost like we're visiting each other. I think the resolution. Yeah, I I just got the new Mac, the one with the new chip, and yeah. uh, I have to get used to uh, new email systems. So I'm just we're a bit in a travel mode right now. So I'm going to wait till next week, and I've got my tech team to get me <clears throat> up to speed with the new email service. But the resolution is incredibly better. Yeah, it, the new MacBook, you mean, or the new MacBook? Yeah, because they have that new chip that yeah. the, the, you know, I mean, I saw a guy write in the New York Times who's a cynic, kind of. He's very skeptical and cynic, 
and he wrote a review on the new MacBook, but it was mainly about the chip. I think it's called the M1 or something. Yeah. And and he said, he said, I have to tell you, he said, everybody's talking about quantum leaps in terms of, you know, what they've introduced that's so much better than what other people, he says, but this is a quantum leap. He said, there's Mac, you know, Apple is just so far ahead of the game with this chip, you know, and it's a new kind of chip. It's not a faster chip. But even with the fastest chips, they do things sequentially. So, you know, and we don't realize it because sequence means, you know, sequence means a second or two, you know, the whole sequence is done. And he said, this is instantaneous. So they've created some kind of multi-armed chip that can do a lot of different things at the same time, you know. And they said that there's a huge market for this, especially in automobiles and you know all sorts of other things yeah but my sense is you know that you have a model vcr which is good forever yeah and i'm creating this because i'm interested in people's understanding of their organization Mm -hmm. so for example when i created this model shortcuts programs and platform i immediately saw saw that the only thing i'm interested in is shortcuts Mm -hmm. like other people organize the platforms and they organize them and they do all the integration of the platforms. And, you know, Babs is really the person who manages the platform. Yeah. And But all I want to do every day is create new shortcuts. I'm a shortcutter. Yeah. As am I. This, yeah. I yeah. Yep. <laughs> Documenting and testing or change less whiskers right exactly that's the shortcut you know a first compelling offer is 10 times more persuasive than a a 10 than an argument than a convincing argument that's a short that's a shortcut yeah yeah i love those those are all it's endless these are like axioms they're euclidean geometry is a, a set of axioms that you put the two axioms together and you create a yeah. third axiom you know we're creating cloudlandia axioms what i've been doing is taking axioms and heuristics and combining to create algorithms that are repeatable that's yeah. the ultimate shortcut is yeah. a plug and play algorithm that if you run this algorithm in your situation, it works. Mm -hmm. And that's really a, that's what I've been most excited about is creating those, the algorithms like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's really interesting. I think that one thing just, we're kind of at the end of the hour when we really got started. The thing that I'm really notice is that the world kind of responded to the Russian invasion of Ukraine, kind of in a way that the body rejects something that shouldn't be in the body, you know, it kind of, kind of said, well, well, well. Right. and it was kind of, it was, it, it was, it wasn't like the UN met and they deliberated for, for 10, you know, 10 days and they came to a decision it was just the entire banking system just said, oh, we can't have this inside of our, we can't have this inside of our banking system, you know? Right, right. And it was so funny, it was just a visceral, it was just visceral, you know, it was, oh, no, this is mid 20th century. We can't have this, we can't have this. And, and it was really, really interesting. I think that a lot of people haven't talked about that, but I think that's, uh, it's like the, the deg- that part of the world which has been Cloudlandia rejects this kind of gross mainland activity. Yes. Yeah, this is, I mean, it's such an exciting time to be alive right now. Yeah. Hamilton. Look <laughs> around, Dan. Look yeah. around. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, next time we will look around. Yeah. And I'll see you uh, in the next week. Next week. uh, You're right here. Same time. Next week. I'll be here next week. I'm going to Philadelphia to see the opening of Jeff Madoff's Broadway play. Um, Finally. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it started actually Sunday of last week. He's just gotten gotten brave reviews. Right. And so we're going down on we're going to see it Tuesday and Wednesday on Tuesday. 
about 20, 25 coach clients from the Philadelphia area. Look at you. We're going to have dinner. dinner, And afterwards, Jeff is going to come to, we're going to have a reception afterwards. And Jeff, Jeff will come and he'll bring cast members and everybody for it because we've been there babs and i've been there pretty much from the beginning with this and yeah it's that what you got a new role now is is that what that the official we could officially call you an impresario i'm an impresario yes yes yes. i love that my main thing is that i think the amount of money that babs and i gave paid for all the coffee from first um first to last you know yeah perfect which is not an unimportant fueled by caffeine yeah not an unimportant thing. There you yeah. go. Okay. Well, enjoy, and I will see you back here. Okay. Bye.